Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 218. Dexter Henry Fonseca here. And if you are watching us on YouTube, then you will see Brian is ready for an event that he's been waiting some time for. An event that generally I don't care about, if most people know. And that is WrestleMania. WrestleMania 38 (laughs) is coming up this weekend. Now, Jesus, what an intro. Last year, last year before WrestleMania, we had my man Dan Serafin up here to talk. And Dan was trying to tell me how I need to watch more wrestling. And we had our little debate about whether or not wrestling is a sport and all this other stuff. So, of course, we know Brian likes the wrestling. I'm going to call got, it wrestling. I got the Becky Lynch. call it wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Bre- and, and, the point that, and the point that I, I, I probably made this. I don't know if Dan did. Mm-hmm. But I was telling you, yo, you have a daughter. And women's wrestling has never been better. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now will be the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because 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 it's running away and it might somehow get worse. It, Who knows? Whatever. I, look, man. I, look, I, I understand you don't want Simone to get to sixteen years old and start like suplexing you and shit. But like, no, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know. Some of these kids in the playground might deserve a suplex. I told you that one story. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these kids, I don't know. You know, you got you got. She got to get ready. She has to stay ready. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk. This is going to be a wrestling episode, folks. This is going to be re- Brian. Pretty much forced me. to Don't do turn it off. Well, if you're <laughs> listening to this and you hear that, don't turn it off. Keep listening. Oh, no, okay. This they're is not be very good. They're not going to. And turn we're it off. actually we'll have some non wrestling stuff before the end of the show. We will. They're not going to turn it off because we have guests. So not only are we one of the guests I just mentioned, but we have a new guest who's coming, who's a huge wrestling fan. But these are these are both my guys. So our first guest, he was here last year when we talked about WrestleMania 37. Back with us to talk about WrestleMania 38 is my man. Dan Serafin, Dan, you are here. Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, man. I feel like I should have done like the elevator coming up or the escalator. It was a, <laughs> I never appeared on a screen like that. That was. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, like, sure. Do we want to? Let's introduce. Let's introduce Dan again. Let's let's do it again. Back for the second time. Why not? Let's not do it again on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Is my man the great Dan Serafin, Dan. <laughs> rising up thank you thank you for uh accommodating my ridiculousness and uh, i'm glad to be here boys i would jump no. up like ray mysterio but dexter knows that yeah i wish i had like a trampoline <laughs> dexter you know i would do, I do. yes you would. Only I know those right, boys it's only a year away and we're gonna right we're gonna really work on the entrances oh, for next year only if i was a baby face but i've often said i'd be a great heel manager but that's another oh story. i i actually believe that too now you guys know Dan from um, News 12, worked for many years together at News 12. Also from News 12, another man who loves wrestling. He's a long-suffering Mets fan like myself and Brian. 
Uh, he, the he suffering is over, head. though, this year. This I, year's going to be it. Man, don't jinx it. I ain't going to say nothing. It's my man, also from News 12. You catch him in the evenings on News 12. My man, Kurt Sumner. Kurt, what's up, man? What's up? Ready. Kurt, you look like you're ready to body slam this somebody. Instead of listening, honestly. I'm shoulder flex for no reason. Kurt looks like he's... Kurt, you look like you're ready to get in the ring and body slam somebody. Plus, if you're not watching this, Kurt has two belts, championship belts, I hope, on his wall. Worn by my wife and myself at our wedding. So she is. Oh, uh, that's great. She, Listen, I mean, she's a real sport and she she loves it. She loves it and me for some reason. So that's all we over. <laughs> look, Kurt, I've said when I get a real man cave, I am getting at least one title and putting it somewhere on the wall, whatever. Maybe the white intercontinental title, though, because I just ah. love the look of it. But I, you know, either that one or like the Attitude Era, Winged Eagle, Winged Eagle, uh, yeah, that's a great WWF title. No, you really you didn't waste any time nerding out. Oh no, we're there already. <laughs> yeah. Next, yeah. Speaking yeah. of, speaking I of, see that. Yes. Since Kurt did the uh, Brock Lesnar uh, entrance, have you yes. seen what Brock Lesnar looks like now? Uh, no. Should I Google this and like oh, you yes. guys want to yeah. see my reaction? <laughs> okay. Um, also, is aren't there while I'm looking this up, aren't there weren't there some rumors about him wrestling at this WrestleMania? He, he is. He, he is. Rumors, I'd say. I'd say they're confirmed rumors. He he's in the match. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, he he's in the match. main event. Oh uh, for day two. Oh day wow. Yeah. Dex, he is one of the Oh, wait, wait, wait. You saw you put the picture? You said yeah. the picture? Yes. yes, I have seen the picture. Oh yeah. He's been he's been in the woods in Minnesota hunting. You know what Yo, I'm saying? Like uh, <laughs> Uh, you told me about this, Brian, but he has stayed in shape for sure. He's ready. He's, stayed, he's like, like this is this is a stay ready person. Like he stayed ready for for wrestling. Okay. He's also yeah. funny now, which is interesting. Hmm. I'm yeah. actually I'm intrigued to see him back in wrestling. Okay, this is fine. Okay, guys, you see the ridiculous. We got Dan. We got Kurt. We got junkie wrestler Brian uh, yes, here. So we got a lot to talk about. So Brian, listen, I want to tell everybody on this. Brian curated the rundown for this show. Okay. This was not me. I had shit to do with this. This was not me, okay? So Brian had to ask the first question, which is going to be tossed to Dan and Kurt on yes, this, sir. because it does not apply to me. Because as Kurt said before we started recording, I've never been in on the wrestling. Like, I've never been in on this, right? But the rest- you, were, you were for a time. Though. For a time. Like, like not, time. not as an adult. Back in the day, Ultimate Warrior was my guy, you know, right? back in the day. You know, so... There was a time. There was a time. Dan, we spoke we'll get it. to you in a second. We'll get to that. But <laughs> you guys are still, you love the sport of wrestling. Dan, look what I did there. I showed the respect, Dan. I showed the respect. Called I mean, it. I called I'm it. loosened on that opinion. I, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah. what? why do you guys still love this I mean, if golf sport? is a sport, but that's another story. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> why do you guys still love the sport? What keeps you from letting go of the sport of wrestling, Dan? I'm going to start with you. Why Why do you love the sport so much? Well, I mean, maybe over the over the last year or so, it, it's been a little easier to let go, if I want to put it the way you phrased it, because the stories in my mind just haven't been really there. And, and that's what I'm kind of more signing up for. And then, of course, on big nights like WrestleMania, the spectacle. I mean, th these are all the reasons, by the way. You know, the, the spectacle of WrestleMania. I mean, <clears throat> as long as I'm alive, I will be watching WrestleMania. I mean, that's not going away. I mean, it's kind of just like, what, Dexter, what, what keeps you from letting go of basketball, right? I mean, it's just kind of muscle memory reflex at this point in time. No, I, I sit down on a Monday night on the couch after a long day and – the remote's just going to get me to Monday Night Raw. 
it, it's been like that for how long? 25 years, 30 years already. It's it's not going to stop now. And, you know, it's it's kind of where we are. And, and even though, like I said, over the past year, the, the interest has maybe waned a little bit. Maybe I'm hitting four times fast forward on the DVR as through I go mm-hmm. through Monday Night Raw on a Thursday afternoon. I do that, yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, recently, and as we go into WrestleMania season, right, Kurt, it's getting it's getting better. No matter where your starting point was at the start of WrestleMania season, it's gotten interesting over the past few weeks and couple of months. Yeah, it gets better as we get closer to the big events here, and I think that's the big thing. And I think to what you were saying, it's definitely part of it. You know, habit. I think there's a little bit of FOMO in there. You just, you know, you don't want to give up on it and then miss on something like really awesome that happens, and then you got to hear about it, or I'll hear about it from Dan in the office. Like, hey, did you watch that? No, I missed it. Um, but I think honestly, for me, wrestling, when it's done right, there's nothing like it. It, it. It's when it's done right. It's just perfect. When you have that perfect story, you're involved, you're emotionally invested. You want to see, you know, two guys or two girls or whatever it is, just, you know, have an issue, have a conflict and they resolve it in the ring. And it, it's at its purest form. It's just perfect. Unfortunately, we get that one out of every 20 times or so these days. <laughs> and that might be being generous. Um, but to what Dan said, you're fast forwarding and it constantly going to, you know, this, that, and the other. But for example, the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar storyline leading into WrestleMania has been pretty much perfect. It's been just great. And it's lasted not weeks, not months. It's been pretty much almost, I don't know, it's got to be over a year or so now going. It's been so great. And I've seen those two guys fight for in at WrestleMania in person before more than once. I'm still super excited to watch them now, which just goes to show you that they've done something right because they've got someone like me invested in this. Well, I want I want Brian to chime in on this too because this is kind of because I've heard this from him in that the sto- you said this, Dan, and Kurt, you said this as well too that the stories just haven't been that great. I do feel like when I did watch a lot of wrestling back in the day, there were great storylines, right? Like that's that's kind of what kept you into it, as you guys are saying. Why do you think that is? Why is this lacking in the sport right now where the stories just haven't been that great? Storylines, I should say. Excuse me. I would also say, like, to to that point, there's a lot of good podcasts that cover wrestling now, which I think helps because it's a lot to just follow. If you watch, like, WWE All Hours and then AEW on top of that now, and they have multiple shows and they have Dark and all this shit on YouTube, it's just easier to follow now because there are some good podcasts like Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg and those guys. You know, Jim Cornette has his shows and Black Announce Table, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mass man like there's like a bunch of good podcasts that actually cover this week to week so it becomes easier to follow in that regard but yeah i think i think to echo what kurt was saying when the storylines really hit it just makes it really good um and then i'll also add like to what dan was saying earlier not even just now but usually when january comes it's like oh shit we're in wrestlemania season royal rumble's coming at the end of the month you know, there's going to be a pay-per-view. It used to be No Way Out. Now it's Elimination Chamber. And I think they added something else. I don't know. They had they had like a show in Saudi Arabia in March, but whatever. You know that when January comes, it's going to be Road to WrestleMania all the time. Like, those triggers just sort of never leave you. I don't even know if I answered your question, Dex. What was your question? <laughs> you did not. You didn't answer my question, really. But I guess what I'm asking is, you know, why Why do we think there's been this shift that the storylines just haven't had the same quality? Oh, because the WWE is hiring comedy writers and shit. That's why. Well, like, and, you know, really? Okay. Yeah, like the WWE is just... Say that again, then? Isn't it just oversaturated? Like, when we were young, we watched 
Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., mm. watch wrestling. That's yeah. it. And then next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. was the next time I'd watch wrestling. Now it's Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night This, like you said, Wednesday This, Thursday This, Friday, yeah, Friday, yeah. two hours, one it's hour. So- and it's just like, I, I mean, even if yeah. all I did was watch wrestling and it didn't have a life period, I don't think I'd be able to get through all of it. A lot of it, you know what it is too. Like, keep the camera on all of us for this because I want everybody to chime in. But a lot of it is also like there are a lot of wrestlers who are anonymous, and writers just don't have shit for them. So, Mm. and and it's guys that we like. Like Cesaro was a good example of this, who's no longer in WWE. X shit. A lot of guys were released by WWE, which we could get to another on another subject last year. But that's what it is. It's oversaturation. It's there are writers who aren't really wrestling fans who don't really understand the psychology of wrestling. They're just trying to make good TV and it falls short of being good TV. But there's that written, you know, promos that are being written out for wrestlers and storylines that aren't really being executed, storylines that don't make a lot of sense. Like, and oversaturation doesn't really help because it's like you have all this content to fill and it's like, all right, how do you sort of fill it in an adequate way? And then in the AEW side, Tony Khan is like trying to one man band the whole shit, book, promote, run the shit, hire people. Like he's trying to do too much. And obviously, as we've talked about, Dex, if you try to do too many things, it's going to take away from one, two, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, it's just people within wrestling are just making making it very hard on themselves and not keeping it simple, I guess. But you know what else? Real quick, they have also, when we were kids, we're all roughly about the same age. When we were kids, wrestling was for us. You know, like the stories were perfect for us at that point. Everybody was kind of, you know, a cartoony or a superhero or larger than life. Then we all got into like being teenagers and early 20s and it was the Attitude Era and everything was a little edgier, a little bit more mature. Everything was great at that point, and we it, it it appealed to us. And then we got up to where we are now, and it seems like a lot of the writing and a lot of the stories have gone backwards. And we're we're going back trying to get that next generation of fans, and that left us going, well, what about us? There's not a lot for us left, which is kind of why I think AEW picked up the way they did. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think they do it right half the time either. Right. <laughs> what I'm saying, it's like they, they were with we were all going with them. And then all of a sudden, about in the last five years or so, I feel like they kind of went backwards and tried to appeal to people younger than us. Maybe like, you know, like our kids, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, Bri- to note it, Brian is a little younger than us here. He is not of the same age. He is. Uh, he's got about 10 years younger than us, but he likes violence. So, yeah, but, you know, but look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a child of the attitude era. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, I, right, right. No, Cole Steve Austin is my one of my first my one of my first memories of athletics period was watching stone cold in 1997 when i was way too young to i, I sh- probably shouldn't have been watching stone cold in probably 1997 not. 98 <laughs> probably not. but as my older brother tells me when i would see stone cold on the tv i would shut the fuck up and just watch so <laughs> there you go that's my guy we'll get we'll get to him later in the show also but yeah, okay, well, you so, have to answer if that still happens today <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you'll see next week if you still have that effect. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, let's... I was so I was listen. Eight year old Brian was so mad when he took his ball and went home. Oh my god, I, it took me a while to recover from that. Like I was just I was legitimately upset. But, you know listen, I mean? but how about but this? Now, now wrestling doesn't have that same effect all the time, though. That's kind of right. the point that Kurt's made. And to Kurt's point, also, right? We were growing up. Uh, take it to video games, right? Yes, we're growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the first one I ever played, maybe on an arcade somewhere, and there was like four guys that you could pick from, you know, like Hulk Hogan and <laughs> Warrior, and that was it. And then gradually we go to like, oh, this game has eight guys. Oh, look at this. Uh, Owen Hart's in this game. That's that's cool. That's never happened before. But, yeah. And then we move forward to 20, and then, of course, like 64 comes out, Revenge. Everybody hops in. You got about 30 guys. 
I, I just got the new WWE 2K game, and there's like hundreds of guys there, literally people that I've never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> In the video game, and that's yeah. where we are in 2022, where we've just zoomed past everything, and then we go from like you value the four people that are in the game to nope, now there's hundreds of guys you don't even know who this guy is. Yo, it's you know, crazy. And, and to that point, a lot of people are no longer with the company because yeah. a lot of them just got cut. You can't keep up with it that quick, right? Yo, that's 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 crazy because I remember I know the exact arcade game you're talking about, Dan. I remember that WWF that's yeah. showing our age here, WWF game, right? I think it was like Big Boss Man. Hulk Hogan, Randy Macho Savage. I don't remember who else you could pick, right? Right? You had four guys, but it was a dope game. Ryan, you gotta look this game up on like YouTube. I probably I probably heard dope of it. Dope game. And so for you guys, for you bringing it up, you just brought back a whole bunch of memories. Remember when the Royal Rumble game came out for Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo? Yep. Remember that? And you could have multiple people in the ring. I was like, yep. okay. <laughs> Yo, let's do this. Four people at the same time? No, it's like it was crazy. When entrance music became a factor, yeah, then, yeah, those, yeah. Those were big models. Those were like, like in Madden, you'd have like the franchise, I would, the franchise mode. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not probably eating tonight. I'm probably not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, the entrance. Oh, yeah, four guys. Now oh, the entrances. That I mean, yeah, we, we maybe hit that barrier to places. And I think the video games is a big reason why I'm a fan still too, because that yeah. had a lot. That took a lot of my time. All sure. right. So so, so here we go with this, and this again. I told, I'm telling people this. These are Brian curated topics and questions. This is yeah. Not, we're gonna press. This you isn't here. me. Is I'm getting pressed on this. So, and this is a question for both you guys, my my news twelve homies to answer. Why should people like myself appreciate <laughs> wrestling more than they do? Because apparently there are people out there like me that are not appreciating it enough. So why should more people appreciate the sport? Kurt, I'm gonna start with you. I'll say this. I think you know more people involved in wrestling than you think you do. I'll just put it that way. Look at this year's WrestleMania. You know who Brock Lesnar is. You know who Ronda Rousey is. I bet you know who Logan Paul is. I'm sure you know who Johnny Knoxville is. Uh, let's see, Pat McAfee, you probably know who he is. And you know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. I just named six people, not who are appearing, who are doing something or having a match at WrestleMania. So if you know any of those people, You've got something to watch. And I think it, that's part of the things that you people go, I have no interest or I have this is not for me. If you take a second and look at it, you'll find something for you. And I know a lot of um, a lot of women have gotten into wrestling now for multiple reasons, not just because the women's division has just been fantastic across WWE now for so many years, but they had the Total Divas show that brought a bunch of people in as well. So I think there's a lot to it more than just what you know we get excited about and we see. And I think there's something for everybody, I think is my point. No, I, I, no, I can see that. You mentioned all those people, and I do know all I do know all hey, those people. Hey, there was yeah, there wasn't one person me. that you could say that can know. Thank you for clapping for Dex, me. Dex, you ever Dex, you ever heard of Total Divas, by the way? No, I did. I do. I'm aware I'm aware of the show and I'm aware of how that was geared to women. So I know some things, guys. I mean I shit. I, I, I watched my, it. I watched yeah. it a couple seasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, I've never checked it out, but I'm aware of it and I know like what it was for and what it was creating the audience it was targeted to. So I'm aware yeah. of that. But I've I never watched, watched it. I watched it for JoJo. I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, 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 whatever's your motivation, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, Dan, why why should I appreciate wrestling more? I want to take it like even, and, and I, I want to echo what Kurt, Kurt said would be that way, um, and, and even take it like the next page down, right? Even the guys you, you haven't heard of. Well, one thing I like that the WWE has done is, you know, you may have in your mind and from the 80s, your image of a professional wrestler being, you know, I don't know. 
uh, but it's not what it is now, <laughs> right? WWE goes and actively recruits people from sports that you see that they see as possible talent to wrestling, right? Look at almost, right? The guy is seven foot 13, Three. right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's a former football player, uh, basketball player, rather, at the University of South Florida, who WWE saw and said, this guy would be a great wrestler slash entertainer, train him along the way, get him on TV. And, and the guy is kind of a captivating watch because he's, a giant. He's this. This era is Andre the Giant. There's a, probably a couple of guys like that too. Obviously, that big. But you know, mm-hmm. and if you look up and down the roster, I know Gable Stevenson was a name that made big news when the WWE brought him on. I think just a couple of weeks ago, he won the uh, NCAA wrestling championship in his senior year. I think that's the multiple time he's won it. So you know, they're broadening, and it's not necessarily names. You know, Gable Stevenson is one, but others may not be the case. I mean, AEW does the same thing with Jade Cargill. She used to be a college basketball player as well. Um, it's not, it's, it's an athlete now at a different level than maybe it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, just up and down the line. So you're, you know, what people may not realize is when you're watching a wrestling match, yeah, you're watching a wrestling match and we all know what that probably looks like professional wrestling wise, but these are athletes and even Brock Lesnar, right? Roman Reigns, you, you know, all these guys used to play sports at a high level in college these aren't just anybody. These are athletes that can do crazy stuff. And then, you know, I mean, obviously people have seen the flippy stuff that have, has gone on in wrestling for years now from the mm-hmm. Hardy, you know, the Dudleys and all that stuff. And that's continued. So, you know, it, <laughs> underneath it all and the soap opera part of it all and everything else, it's entertaining athletically just to watch these guys do what they do. And, girl. and it hurts. It hurts. Dan can verify that it hurts. He has seen me get body slammed and chopped and thrown to the ground by a professional wrestler. It Wait. Is- there, was, it, was there a video of this? Did we do something on this on News 12? Did I miss oh, it? Oh, we definitely did. Oh, oh we, yeah. did. We, okay. did it, we did it in the Bronx. A, a 350-pound man named Bronco Internacional picked me up over his head and delivered us. I don't remember what how you'd call a slam, but slammed me right down to the ground. I kicked out at two like a fool. He picked me back up and slammed me down again. So Bronco, Inter- Bronco International, his size, one, it sounds like he's from the Bronx, and two, yeah. his size, it sounds like he was a large man. Ooh, I don't want to get, I don't get that done. You know, is it? Yeah. And 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 I Kurt might not know this, but Dan, I did tell you this. I told you Brian knows this because he was working with me on this. We were working on a story with a right. local wrestler yeah, yeah, um, yeah. a couple years ago. And I saw a lot of the work. We shot a lot of his training. We were interviewing him. We we saw a lot of the work he did. And I had a new appreciation off of that for the work behind it, to the technicality, the the going through the the moves, even though we know that the stuff is scripted, I still was like, oh, these dudes are actually putting in work here. This is this is incredibly impressive. We spent so, an entire day in Boston at an indie show. Also, yeah, we did. I think we that was that. on St. Patrick's Day. On St. Patrick's and Day, and the day, yeah. the day, like the Boston University hockey team had like this big game that day, so it was just a mess. We saw some white girl crying, holding her heels, walking barefoot in the you know snow. I mean? in, in the, the snow. snow, like it was a great night. She, she, she was she <laughs> was drunk. She was drunk. So it was, it was St. Patrick's drunk Day. Drunk as fuck, so. just emotional. Also, Dex, I will add, like, uh, wrestling, I mean, is has gotten more diverse in recent years, which has been a plus for me, uh, watching it. You know what I mean? Like, Bobby Lashley was just world champion. He's injured now, so unfortunately he won't be at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair has become this huge star in the WWE. Carmelo yep. Hayes is one of their up-and-coming stars on NXT, who's a North American champion right now. Um, like, you can go down the line. Santos Escobar, he's one of my favorites. I want him to go to the main roster because he can talk a lot of shit. 
and just piss people off. And I think he's very good at being a heel. So if you go Sasha Banks, like if you go up and down the roster, you could also find like people that are more easily identifiable. And it's not just like white champion, white champion, white champion, white champion, white champion. So. Yeah, no, I, and I feel like I've seen that looking from afar, just how more diverse the sport has been and how it's appealing. To your point, Kurt, a whole range of people, right, depending on what you're looking for, whether it's athletics, um, whether it's somebody that looks like you, whether it's whether that's gender or race. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you're seeing all these things now in the sport that I think is is kind of dope. So with that being said, um, what what are you, uh, Brian? I've heard Brian talk about this a lot, but where are you guys on the state of wrestling? particularly where I'm interested in this is, right, WWE, formerly WWF way back in the days, we talked about that was like the established power in wrestling. And then back in the day, we had WCW. I still remember those days. I was still watching that, right? <laughs> the whole the whole beef there. But now with AEW sort of coming in on the scene and WWE, like, what do you think about the state of wrestling? Because you guys have spoken about how the storylines aren't great. So do you think there's a point where this can turn and get better? And we have consistent storylines, or is it a lot of what Dan makes the point of that is so oversaturated that there's no going back on this? I, I think we're making strides currently, right? We're, I mean, Kurt, I, you would agree that we're rather early into the AEW whole experiment of it all, and for lack of a better term, experiment, right? Yes. I mean, their storytelling is different in that maybe they're not as saturated, right? One main show a week. The, the Friday night show is usually an hour long. It's shorter. So you really only talk about three hours of television and they don't have the monthly pay-per-view extravaganzas um, every month. So, so the longer term storytelling is there. Uh, the WWE thing, I, I think, I, I think, and I heard somebody else say this recently. It's just, you know, the wrestling part is just part of what they do now. You know, they're an entertainment company. So all the focus is not going on your Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker match on Tuesday night at eight o'clock on USA. It's going to maybe making movies and doing other, you know, music and all other stuff. So while AEW is still in that phase where they're focused in on that, for WWE, there's other, you know, other places to cash that check and they are focused on that as well. Yeah, I think I think you got a good point there, Dan, when we talk about what's going on. And I think with AEW being they're not oversaturated, like you said, they've got limited time frame to get everything out there for you. So their stories are a little bit more condensed, even though they do kind of stretch them out. I think we'd like to see a little bit more of that. But again, WWE's storytelling, like I've said before, when it's when they hit, they can really hit on it. And unfortunately, it's frustrating that we see some of the stuff that we have to sit through. Because there is too much of it on the air and you can't keep up with all of it. There is too much happening at, at any given time when we talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the stuff that's on Peacock, the specials. There's And then, like you said, there's movies, there's YouTube content, there's uh, stuff on social media. There's a lot to take in and if you miss stuff and you can easily get lost in it, again, if you're trying to tell a story across multiple platforms and multiple media, it doesn't exactly translate very well sometimes. So I think that might also be something that's causing it to be a little bit of a problem, too. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of A Heart Style Podcast. 
All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code BACKPACK. PrizePix will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the PrizePix app today. And you yeah. guys noted that we're in the early days of the AEW experiment. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also think that there's a void here. And I want to see what uh, what you guys think of this, Dan and Kurt. Um, ROH apparently has new ownership in AEW. Right. And we're going to see some sort of, I don't know, Dex, put the, uh, if you don't mind, the four box here. I don't know if we're going to see, like, a resurrection of ROH or something along those lines. But, like, we do need... And I don't think it's going to be ROH because they're owned by AEW. I just think that they're going to figure out a way to just, you know, influence AEW's, you know, influence onto ROH, for lack of a better way of saying it. But we sort of need, like, that third promotion who isn't mainstream, who isn't trying to be mainstream, who isn't, like, a big deal, so to speak, like Ring of Honor was for a period of time. And I guess in the 90s, ECW was, although probably not, probably not, like, that violent of a promotion or anything like that, but... One that isn't overly spotty in terms of the actual wrestling, because that's one of my critiques of AEW is too many fucking spots. Like, yo, keep it simple so that we don't see people like get injured and shit like that. Like Jake Atlas in his first match, for example. But I do think we need like a third promotion. I don't know if it's MLW, but somebody in that vein to appeal to like, you know, wrestling fans who are not sort of getting what they want from the major two promotions. I think you're right. I think that would help out for sure. But I also think when you talk about, we talked about how there's something for everybody. You know, I know people with, you know, with kids, they, their kids watch WWE. They do not watch AEW. It's not for them. Yeah. So that's that next group. And again, for you guys who, you know, who have kids, you do what your kids want to do. You do what's going to make your kids happy. And if your kids want to see WWE, you're going to take them to WWE shows. You're going to let them watch or you'll screen it, but you'll let them watch that. So WWE is going to keep building that fan base. They're going to keep making money, whether the stories are great or not. It doesn't, whether we like it or not, it doesn't matter as long as they keep making that money. And for AEW, they still have the same 900,000 million, million one fans tuning in each and every night. It doesn't go up or down. They've got their fan base. I want to see them do something more to grow that. And like you said, Brian, if it's a matter of a third brand, either helping that out or giving people another alternative, you're going to dilute the audience even more. I don't know how, what kind of effect that's going to have on this situation. I don't know how many wrestling fans there are at this point. I mean, keep in mind, we were, you know, in the Attitude Era, how many people were tuning in on Monday nights to watch wrestling? It was crazy at a certain yeah. point. There were yeah. million people. We're down to two or three at this point now. So, I mean, we were talking about challenging Monday Night Football versus now you're trying to program against it to get the best you can. It's a very big difference. But, but, but I do think Brian's got a point in that, what? Just combustibility. Yeah, I think that's one of the top three things that gets people in the door, right? Like, so when ECW was there, I remember that, and I'm sure Dexter will probably confirm this also. Um, you know, it would be like Jerry Lawler would be on ECW, and all of a sudden Sabu would be on Raw, and and that was the stuff that was like, this is cool, this is awesome. I wasn't expecting this at all. So maybe, yeah, you're right. You throw a third uh, a company in there, and I think they've already started to do this. No, if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there's a. Briscoes versus FTR match scheduled. So they're kind of already kind of mixing together the AEW and ROH. Um, So maybe that's a good point. I never even thought of it, but yeah, you, the more 
maybe, I don't know what the right number is. Is it three? Is it four? Is it like 25 different wrestling federations <laughs> all kind of mixing and matching? But yeah, just, just the fact that there's combustibility and there's more options for them to, the writers to put together that I'm not going to think about or expect. That's kind of the path that leads to where we were in the Attitude Era. Yeah, NXT yeah. was kind of that from real quick, Dex. NXT, <clears throat> NXT was kind of that for me uh, before they changed because now it feels more like a WWE product. Whereas when they were the black and gold, it kind of felt like a supersized indie where you would see a lot of those kind of wrestlers. You would see different matches that would, you know, some would go on long, whatever the case may be. But they they sort of were just nailing it <clears throat> where it would be like not a pay-per-view every single month. And when they did have pay-per-views, it'd just be five matches and all the matches would be great. You know what I mean? If you haven't seen Dex, Walter mm -hmm. versus Ilya Dragunov, they changed Walter's name to Gunther. I still call it Walter, Walter Walter Gunther. Mm -hmm. Walter to Gunther, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Ilya Dragunov and him, oh they had God. two matches. They had two matches and they almost killed each other both times and it was amazing. Like, I, like, I almost I almost teared up the second match, not because it was emotionally great, but because he just hits Ilya in the chest so fucking hard nice that heel. Oh, you <laughs> felt so you felt it? I think I woke up from the sound of it. I was sleeping on my couch and I was like, what happened? And it was a knife edge, the loudest knife edge chop I've ever heard in my life. It's an it's amazing, and it's on Peacock, so you know. So uh, I so thing. when while you were got, I was really fascinated by this part of the conversation because I was really thinking about. Dan about those ECW days um, yeah. with WCW and WWF. And I remember being like, you didn't know who was going to be on what, who might switch and go to what, like there was just so much movement, right? Even within the wrestlers and where they, they could fight. And I found that exciting. Kurt, I thought you made a really good point. That's really interesting. Also in terms of just sports in general and how everybody's competing for mind share, right? Like in terms of, or viewer viewership, everybody's competing for that. So it's really hard. We have so many things to watch on Netflix. Now there's so many options of days to watch wrestling. Like you guys just talked about with WWE and AEW, like choices are good. But then I do wonder, is there a point where it becomes to get diluted because there's too many things for you to necessarily pick from? Um, so I, I wonder about that with the sport. And then how to, like, let's say my, like my daughter has not really watched wrestling. You come, you brought up kids and it's like, Let's say I bring her along. It's like, okay, what are my choices here? Should I show her the AEW? Should I get her into the WWE? Should I start her this weekend with WrestleMania? There's a lot of options there. But, you know, I guess she's kind of like see what she gravitates to. And if she gravitates to that, that's what I'll be watching. Like I'm watching Encanto all the time, right? Like this, this, is, this is what it is. After you get to a point, it's just anything but Paw Patrol. You're like, whatever, take it. We'll, 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 we'll take that. It's, right. it's, it's fine. It, it, it is what it is. All right. So WrestleMania 38 is this weekend. You guys are hyped. It is WrestleMania season. Kurt, I've seen how hyped you are in person. I remember you, you and uh, your wife, Amy, were going to WrestleMania in Brooklyn at Barclays. Remember you all pumped up about that. Um, what, I guess let's talk about this. We know what some of the matchups are. And I've looked at this. Can, can, I, can I talk to you about one that I'm excited about? Because Brian introduced me. I was not aware of who Kevin Owens was. Okay? Oh. <laughs> I, I was not aware of him. But right now, I understand he's a heel. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I like his get down. I like his get down. I like his energy that he's bringing. He's not giving a damn, right? And he's so I'm, I haven't watched him wrestle either. Brian, what do you think? You sent good. me to... 
But yeah, does it, I don't know how his wrestling I said, is. Like, I, I don't sent know Dexter the clip. I sent Dexter the clip of Kevin Owens this week uh, posing as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Coming oh, yeah. in, doing all the mannerisms. And, and he had the fans the mad. People, yeah, the fans Yo, are recording I, themselves. They were upset. Listen, <laughs> guys. It to be me, right? You guys too, 12 years old. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm walking everywhere. I'm doing the taunts. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was doing the same thing too when he was 12 years old. There's literally pictures on the internet of it. Of him in his Austin getup, and now he's grown up and he's getting paid millions to go in there and and literally do what I wanted to do when I was. Look, I, I'm I'm here for a good troll, guys. <laughs> that was a great troll. Yeah. So that had me so. So now I want to see this Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens match. I'm pumped for this. Are you guys as pumped as I am? I'm not even a wrestling fan. Anybody else pumped for this? Pumped? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I don't know if it's gonna be a match. I, I don't think, I don't even know if they've explained to us what it's gonna be. We know it's hmm. gonna be a confrontation, and we know it's gonna be more than just a stunner. One, two, three. It may turn into an impromptu match. It's gonna be something because Stone Cold Steve Austin is gonna be back in Dallas. And one thing that I pointed out that we talked about this recently, Dex. The important thing for me is not even just that Stone Cold is gonna be there, but that dude takes care of himself. You don't want to see like your your childhood favorites come back and they're like really out of shape and you know yeah. the, like you you don't want to see that. We've had examples of that yeah. in pro wrestling and they don't. Stone Cold has kept himself in shape. Yes. Like he looks great. He's been doing a great job and just shows and acting. Period. He's been highly successful, so he doesn't need to do this or anything like that. And on top of that, I also have said to Dex like, yo, his podcast is really, the Broken Skull Sessions podcast show whatever you want to call it he is a really good interviewer asks a lot of great questions where i you know as somebody in this field i'm like damn like stone cold is actually like really doing a great job of doing this here so like yeah he's somebody who and that's really to say like he's somebody who's all about hard work you know that he's taking this seriously whatever it's going to be and when i saw the report about him buying a ring last summer putting it in his home like you know this you know he's prepared to take some bumps for the first time in 20 years. That's the other part of this. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 very well, I guess you're right. We don't know if it's a match or whatever, but I'm pumped to see you got uh Dan and Kurt, you pumped you pumped for this also, the return of Stone Cold? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I want to see, I actually kind of want to see a little bit of the uh the verbal altercation between the two of them. You know, we yes. talked about Kevin Owens is so great on the mic and he just did a great job keeping everybody entertained. I mean, there's not too many people better than Stone Cold Steve Austin to doing that. So I would love to see before whatever physical confrontation happens between the two of them, I want to see the two of them on the mic going back and forth, trading a couple of jabs at each other that way first before eventually, I mean, look, we know how this is going to end. If this ends any way, anything other than Stone Cold stunning Kevin Owens and drinking beer in the ring, I think we'd all be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll be disappointed if it doesn't end that way. I would. You, you, too, you too, Dan? You, you, I mean, you're excited for this one? I feel like this whole WrestleMania, I, I, and it, as we talk about it, the degree of difficulty, right? It, it's all over the map for every match. Just like Kurt just said, the degree of difficulty on this, zero. Literally, <laughs> I don't even look. We don't even know what it is, Brian. Well, like Brian just said, we don't even know what we're going to be watching. They haven't told us yet, and we're still like, yeah, absolutely, I'm all in because we all know, just like Kurt said, there is no, ch- there's less than no chance in hell that <laughs> Cold Steve Austin does not win this somehow. Uh, is he going to be laying on his back and Kevin Owens is going to be celebrating in Dallas at the end of whatever this is? Are you kidding me? No, we know exactly <laughs> what we're going to see. We don't know what it's going to be before because they're not telling us and we're still, I'm all in. I can't be more all in. 
Yeah. I want to. I want to get. I, I want to get. And I'm glad. See, that's another reason to watch. I don't. I, I think that's night two. I'm not even sure if that's night one or night two. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to watch both nights. Who cares? WrestleMania. I want to go. I want to go uh, match by match. Not to break down match by match. We're not doing that. But I want to go match by match just based off of what I'm seeing here. And uh, you guys, especially uh, Dan and Kurt, y'all can tell me whether to just keep going. We don't even have to talk about that. Or we can stay and talk about this match for a couple minutes. So let's go down the line. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus Miz and Logan Paul. Do you care? Yes or no? I think it just clears the bar for me of caring. Okay, why? Because the Miz, this is like now this this is kind of like everybody has spots in WrestleMania. Like Dexter knows very well. You know, there's there was the Shane McMahon match before whatever happened with Shane happened with Shane, and he's not on the card at all. But you know, there was always the Shane McMahon spot. There used to be the Undertaker spot. Now I feel like the Miz has made a lane here where he's kind of in the gimmicky weird tag team match. Whether the one year when it was him and Maurice against Cena and Nikki Bella. Yeah. Last year, it's escaping me, but I know there was something. Bad Bunny. Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny and Damian Powers. Priest. Bad Bunny with John Morrison and Damian Priest, right? So now this year, it's this. And so far, every year, it's been good. Last year, maybe being the best with Bad Bunny. So that's why it just cleared the bar for me. That's what I was going to say. Bad Bunny set the bar so high, I think, last year with his performance. <laughs> he was so good that so Logan Paul has no chance of <laughs> There's just no way he's going to be able to surpass what Bad Bunny did last year. It caught everybody by surprise. I think we had high expectations because he's a fan, and really we heard all the rumors that he was trading and doing it, and we saw that exactly in the ring. So I'm not really interested in seeing what Logan Paul has to do. Miz is great at what he does. Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio, so I'm never going to have any problem with seeing a Rey Mysterio match. But, yeah, I think I agree with Dan. It like just barely crosses the, the, the line for me. Okay, that sounds like one I could skip. Okay. Noted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, Dominic Mysterio, for people who don't know, is Rey Mysterio's son. Uh, famously was the son featured in the custody battle ladder match uh, between uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero in 2005. Wait, there was a custody battle ladder match? This is a whole podcast if you yeah, need wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, that, so you got to give him a little, you know. Yeah, it was uh, SummerSlam okay. 2005, a few months before Eddie Guerrero sadly passed away. But uh, they had a match for the custody of Dominic. And uh, Dominic is now a wrestler as an adult who a lot of people are tired of for whatever reason. But, like, yeah, this is another story for another day. Uh, this one we could skip, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, we're going to skip. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin with Matt Cap Moss. Don't care. Um, the Usos versus Shisuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs probably don't care, right? Probably not. We only Damn. care about the Usos with Roman Reigns. Rick Boogs fan, and Kurt knows that, but yeah, no, no, we can skip. Yeah, okay. <laughs> move along. All right, because these two we got to get to from night one. Uh, there's two the major uh, women's matches, both championship fights are in night one. I think one is going to probably open, and the other one will definitely close. Yeah, uh, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. I feel like the buildup has been weird, but like, you know, I still going to want to see it because. Uh, Ronda Rousey has had like she's had some great matches in her past and we know what Charlotte Flair could do even though people are tired of her as well I mean what do you guys think of this and and why should Dexter want to watch this more? there we go there we well, go I think Ronda Rousey and we may forget this because it's been so long so I really think that she's had like a real you know match that's set in stone uh, and she wrestles differently than anything you've ever seen before you know the way she kind of incorporates the MMA and the jujitsu, and it kind of just shows in the ring to me is always highly entertaining. I, I I was always presently pleasantly surprised whenever I watched a Ronda Rousey match in her first iteration at WWE. 
yeah, she's been she's been better than I think we all expect. I remember seeing her uh, in her first match there, that tag team match with uh, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon in WrestleMania in New Orleans, and we were all just blown away by what she was able to do there. And again, it was in a tag team match, but she gradually improved and got better. And I think by right before she left um, to you know go, go have go have her kid, it, it was a situation where she was where she needed to be. She was improving. I don't know. I think I agree with you, Brian. I think the buildup has been a little strange. It's been a little odd. I think when they first made it the decision that she was going to face Charlotte, I was a little surprised because I thought Becky was the logical one, but now seeing how it all played out, this makes a lot more sense. So maybe they do know better than we do. Uh, (laughs) But I think, you know, you see Ronda Rousey anytime on your screen, I think you need to pay attention. I think you have to see what's going to happen and what she is going to do. Because as you know, and as we've seen from years and years, at any moment, she slaps on that arm bar, real or not, it doesn't matter. It's going to be something you want to see. And Charlotte Flair is the best at what she does too. So I feel like these two in the ring are going to give us a good bang for our buck at that match. Yeah. Ronda, Ronda wrestling wise is as real as it gets. I just wish she wasn't so happy. They made like Vince McMahon allegedly wanted her to smile more. Because it's like, yo, you're 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 Ronda Rousey. What do you like? Like, I want her to be a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I just want her to be breaking people's arms and shit like that. I still have hope for Shayna Baszler to follow her uh follow her path, but like, you know, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, I still think it's gonna be weird. I do expect her to beat Charlotte though. So there's that. Yeah, Dex, are you intrigued? I it's Ronda. I, I'm kind of with what uh, Kurt says here, right? Like, even though I'm not, I don't watch wrestling. You know, I'm not also not a big outside of boxing, big combat guy. But listen, it's Ronda Rousey. I'm I'm t- I'm tuning in. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I will I will watch. And the thing is, I remember you saying that a couple years ago to me that like, yo, she's actually really good in the ring. You should pay you should pay attention to this. So I'm definitely when I watch. Uh, WrestleMania, that's a match I'm definitely going to want to see. I'm definitely going to watch that. And of course, you guys are going to tell me to make sure my daughter watches that. So, yeah. You know, she got to learn some moves. We got to get that done. You know, there's going to come a point there's going to come a point where I'm sure Brian gives up. You give all these examples. Brian told me this. Brian showed me that. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. We're still here, Dexter. Let's go. So, this is the match. One of the matches that Dexter absolutely has to, like, Simone has, has to, to see Bianca Belair. Yeah, like, see, yeah. Simone has to see Bianca Belair. You know what I mean? Like, th- like th- in terms of inspirational, it, not not even just to like young black girls, but just people in general, because she has like one of those stories that people should look up. There's a chronicle about her that's really interesting. Bianca Belair, uh, famously, I don't know if this pissed you guys off, but this pissed me off uh, at SummerSlam when. Becky Lynch came back and beat her in like 30 seconds or whatever it was. But they're having their rematch finally, and the buildup's been interesting. And look, I'm all invested in watching Bianca Belair potentially beat Becky Lynch as I'm wearing this Becky Lynch hoodie. Uh, I'll get a Bianca Belair one at some point. But Dan and Kurt, uh, your thoughts on this match in particular, because I think this is going to be the main event for night one. I think the build was was just what you said, right? SummerSlam. Yeah. It, it stunk watching it while it happened. I agree. And I wanted more than 30 seconds of that match, but now. Fast forward a couple months later, we're a week away from WrestleMania, and I'm with you. I'm I'm anxiously awaiting this one. Yeah, the build has been fun. The the the, the matchups, the you know the the hair incidents with Bianca just whipping Becky Lynch, and if you see Dexter while we're talking, look up the the damage to Becky Lynch from the hair whips. Uh, you'll see it's legit, and it's uh, okay, not pleasant, but. Yeah. 
you, you can't not see Bianca Belair on your screen and enjoy yourself. She's just having so much fun. She's having a blast. And you, like you said, uh, Brian, her story of just, you know, how she's gotten to this point, she makes her own gear. Um, yeah. She's so invested in her character and just that's who she is. Um, you can't not watch her and just root for her. I mean, even if you're the biggest Becky Lynch fan in the world, which again, Becky Lynch is essentially, you know, female Conor McGregor right now. I would put her character at this point. You're you got to root for you got to root for Be- uh, Bianca Belair in this situation, regardless. Not just 30 seconds lost at SummerSlam, which yes, I agree was. I just remember when that happened, telling Dan in the newsroom, just just patience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, let's see where they're going with this. I know it's stupid, but let's see where they're going. I'm like, WrestleMania is probably where we're heading. Yeah, yeah. I probably needed that talk from you that night also, Kurt. I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see. Now, now they could completely go the other way and have Becky win, and then we could just all talk about how they missed it. <laughs> so, because they do do that from time to time. But I, I think this is a great moment for her. And again, she beat Sasha Banks last year. Beating Becky Lynch this year, that's Two pretty big. That's beating Stone Cold and The Rock, so to speak. Not not in the same night, but that's that's mm. beating two of the biggest stars in the business uh, in two consecutive WrestleManias. That puts you on a pretty high pedestal for your career. This sounds like a must watch, guys. That's a must watch for you. Okay. Yeah, that's for okay. for 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 huh. you for you turning tuning in. You I know what more, I mean. I have more pressure now because Dan is like I haven't been listening to you, <laughs> so he's like now he's like now you, you need to do something here. Yeah, yeah all seriousness, this girl. Yeah. This woman's strength is just ridiculously oh, yeah. impressive. It's like Wait, so. So uh, can I can I just be clear because I haven't watched this. So I just, uh, if you guys you know, can explain it to me, please do. She is whipping people, and she has a long hair braid. I've seen that. I've seen and, her look and as loud. Look, I told you how loud Walter was chopping people in the chest. Bianca <laughs> Belair. Sometimes when she hits people, you hear the crack. Like it's like it's crazy. Like she'll like she used to do this at NXT a lot, and she's been doing it on the main roster. Like yeah, she she whips people with her hair. We hit Sasha with it last year in an open air stadium, and it still sounded like a, like a firecracker went off or something. It was like you felt it, and I I, I think it's you got to watch it. You got to see it. And, and as far as the athleticism, as far as the athleticism, like she ran track at University of Tennessee, all SEC, like the whole bit, and then. In NXT, they had like the NXT Combine, which she won like I think all two or three years that they did it for the mm. for the women, and they all also right. had it for the men too. But yeah, she's she's legit like the best athlete they might have in the entire company or up there at least. She's really good. I'm sold. I'm sold, guys. I'm sold. All right. So night two, uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Johnny Knoxville, Yo, obviously. I'm, I'm gonna say jackass. I'm gonna say this already. I like some jackass. I'm tuning in. <laughs> Right, I like some Johnny Knoxville, man. <laughs> Look, I like some Jack. I, listen, he's gonna do some wild shit. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Like he's probably gonna do some wild shit. So I'm here for that. <laughs> he's taking a bump. Sami Zayn, by the way, used to be El Generico in the Indies. Was uh, Kevin Owens's fiercest rival slash best friend slash fiercest rival slash best friend because they kept right. fucking flip flopping all the time. So yeah. it's, it's worth noting that. Cats. A couple weeks ago, right? One was walking out as I remember. It was during the whole Stone Cold KO saga. That's uh, there we go. Let's let's rewind back to that conversation, Dexter. Yeah. Why you watch? They give you the <laughs> littlest little nugget like that. Like I think they walk by each other on like a SmackDown and like randomly. Huh. Like that was something. Yeah, Sami Zayn also one of the best talkers in the company. So I mean, he'll 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 sell a match. Like he's great at that stuff. Kurt, you're in on this. I'm I'm in, I'm in on it, but I'm not a huge jackass guy either. So I'm gonna see what happens here, and I'll watch it. And I think Sammy 
deserves better myself because I'm a big Sami Zayn fan, but yeah. let him have the moment. He's having fun with it. Again, this is another one of those situations, like I was saying before, you got to watch the social media stuff to kind of know what's going on. He's out in social media chasing Johnny Knoxville around through the streets of you know, Tennessee or wherever he was, checking him out. Sami Zayn's uh, Knoxville's giving out Sami Zayn's phone number, so people are calling him. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on that you don't even see on the TV show, so you have to like keep an eye on what's going on. <laughs> is that the <laughs> old time in the book, giving out somebody's phone number? Hmm? That's the oldest trick in the book. Yes. Like, literally. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also worth noting, Dexter, that this is listed as an anything goes match. So for Johnny Knoxville, anything goes. Like, I mean. <laughs> yo, yo. Just saying, saying that with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, next we have, uh, let's see, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I have high hopes for this one, actually. Yeah, okay. Pat McAfee oh. was really, really impressive when he fought Adam Cole back in uh, in NXT in that, in that feud. He was really good, and I, I think he's going to be great. And Austin Theory is one of their younger, uh, up-and-coming guys who I'm looking forward to seeing how he does on this stage. So you've got a young wrestler at his first WrestleMania. You've got another uh, a celebrity athlete, but somebody with a little bit of experience this could be terrible. <laughs> this could also be really good. So I'm really interested to see what we end up actually getting out of these two. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Okay. I mean, this was announced on uh, McAfee's yeah. show with FanDuel uh, and Austin Theory uh, with Vince McMahon. He interviewed Vince McMahon. And Austin Theory has basically been, you know, with Vince McMahon, sort of anointed as one of these guys that's up next. He's kind of like young Randy Orton, where he just looks like an Ooh. asshole. Uh, has a similar, like, he can do a lot of those different things. He has a wide skill set. I think that's somebody that they get to tap into, and he's probably going to become a star, so it makes sense that he's in this spot. And Pat McAfee, to Kurt's point, as good as Bad Bunny was at WrestleMania last year, like, Pat McAfee was basically that when he was on NXT doing the shit with Adam Cole. Like, it was like he's wrestled before, but he's also been an athlete, even though he was a punter. He was also was an athlete for a long time. So there's that. Um, Dexter, does that one intrigue you at all? Maybe so? No? Okay, fine. Not really. He's not watching what, any of it anyway. We've already. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, as, as we as we talk right now, I, I'm looking because Kurt told me to look. I'm looking. I have a video up of my another monitor here, trying to see Bianca Belair uh, whip somebody with her hair. So he's, I'm, I'm I'm starting. I'm starting to get yeah. into it, man. Um, sure. I'm doing the work, Dan. Give me some credit, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. We have we have uh, how many more? Four more. Okay. Which you know we may skip a couple. Uh, RK Bro, that's Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, formerly a UFC fighter, uh, still a tag team. After we thought they were probably going to break up a while ago, uh, they're defending their tag team titles against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. The Montez Street Ford. Profits. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Profits with an F. Um, they come out with red solo cups. The red solo cups fall from the sky. Montez Ford, in terms of athletes, Montez Ford, I mean, well, this is Bianca Belair's husband. Montez Ford, potentially future WWE champion, in my opinion, uh, if if they were to split up the Street Profits, which would be sad. But, you know, and then Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis, which, you know, Chad Gable's great. Otis is interesting. But, like, I don't know why they fucking shaved his head and made him a heel when he was a popular right. before. But, guys, oh, uh, what do we think of this? I like the Street Profits. I do feel like that, that, that I... I think some of these tag teams are probably not going to exist a couple months from now, but still. I think that's the problem, right? Like we talk about back in the day, we had tag teams that 
had staying power, the Hardys, Edge and Christian. I mean, there were names, the Dudley boys. It, it literally sold itself. We're not there right now with WWE, so we're kind of at the point where they just kind of throw a team against the wall and see if they stick. RK Bro has stuck, obviously. I mean, Randy Orton is maybe the best just active wrestler that is there 24-7, 365 every year. I'd yeah. say he's probably number one in that category. And, and Riddle is somebody that I've always kind of enjoyed, even from his days back in UFC. So that team works. Alpha Academy, maybe not as much. Street Profits, they've been around for a while. But like you said, we're waiting for the, you know, Marty Jannetty in the uh, through the barbershop window moment with the Marty Jannetty. Kind of, oh, man. The next time I'm going to care is when I see that happen. So that's what <laughs> that's we are. That's what I was about to get to, Dan, because yeah. that's Wrestling, WWE does that better than anybody and do it all the time. You guys, tell me if I'm wrong. But when we get to around the summertime, they put a tag team together like they did this time with these two guys. And your first thought is, okay, they're going to break up at some point. Is this their WrestleMania match? And I thought that for sure. I thought we, by this point we were definitely going to get Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle. But the team was so good, and I guess they thought it still had some more legs. So here we are with these two guys going. But it all it all stems back from as Dexter reacted so well to Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels <laughs> yeah. breaking up with the barbershop yes. window. I remember that. And ever since they hit on that, it's like, we can do this over and over. <laughs> 20 years with, without the barbershop window, we can just keep doing it over and over again. Tag team break up, two guys fight. Tag team break, and, and rinse and repeat. But then, at this point, I think Street Profits win the belts here. Yeah. And I, I think we, uh, we go on from there. And eventually we get our Randy Orton-Matt Riddle match. Riddle's a future champion by far. I mean, you, you know they've got big things for him. They've got big things lined up for him. If he can just keep his uh, you know, uh, foot, which doesn't have any shoe on, keep his foot out of his mouth when he talks about you know, certain wrestlers, I think he'll be in good shape. So I just saw Bianca Belair with Becky Lynch with her hair. And I don't know if y'all saw my face when I was watching it, but... Ooh, yeah. Wow. And then yeah. the, the camera shots of uh Miss Becky Lynch's stomach after that. Yeah. Oh. That, that that's who Bob says Ford is married to, who's in this match. I don't want to get whipped by her hair. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't. I was I, I was very impressed. I will be watching that match. Go yeah. on, Brian. <laughs> I, th- I think on. this match is interesting, but it's more about like what happens after. Uh, you know, not not necessarily the match itself. Um, next, because we only got three more. Edge AJ Styles. I mean, yes, Edge. I said Edge Dex. Remember him? Like from- <laughs> I do. I do. I do. <laughs> he came back after years off of neck surgery. And wow. We talked about this last year. Like he main evented WrestleMania fresh off neck surgery, as did Daniel Bryan, as did Roman Reigns fresh off battling leukemia. Like that was yeah. crazy yep. that they were able to pull that off. But anyway, Edge is back and feuding with AJ Styles. Edge is having like just weird, like a weird heel turn where he's coming out and it gets dark all the time and shit. Then the blue light comes up and he, you know, he's wearing a helmet sometimes. It's weird. But Edge and AJ Styles, do you guys care about this? I do. I, I'm looking forward to this one. This feels like the match for, you know, us. This feels like the fans for the, the match for the AEW crowd. You know, the dream match between, you know, two guys who you know are going to get in the ring and just give you a really solid uh, wrestling match, probably a steal the show type thing. We always talk about the match that's going to steal the show at WrestleMania. This definitely could be it. Edge is going to deliver. AJ Styles is one of the best in the ring. I agree with you. The story's been strange. It's been weird how we got here. But I also don't think that it would have mattered as far as how we got to this point. Put these two guys in the ring. Give them, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Let them do their thing. And I think we're going to come away going, you know, we'll start off slow. By the end, we'll be on every – and it could go either way. 
That's the other thing I like about this. Either either guy can win. We're talking about a lot of these matches. We think we kind of know who's going to win in a lot of these. This is one where it really could go either way, and I'm looking forward to seeing what ends up happening. It's like that dream matchup, right? And we always kind of, in other sports, obviously do it all the time. You kind of mix eras, and, you know, Jordan, LeBron, obviously maybe the most famous and most talked about one. But this is kind of that almost, right? Like, And there was a time where even they both were active, but just not. The, the stars never aligned, so they never had a match. This has got to be the first one ever between these two guys, right? And and just yeah. that alone, you know, if, if this happened in – and maybe this is not something that actually makes this match seem that great on paper, but if this happened in what, 2008 when Edge was on oh. top of WWE and AJ Styles was not in WWE and there was no other options, but you still knew who AJ Styles was just because he was that damn good, you know, this is this is that. Sometimes – like you said, like we said before, the level of difficulty. Yeah, with this, it's not that much. Just yeah. these guys are great wrestlers. They're going to have a great match. This could be the match of the night, I think. Like in terms of psychology and making you feel, I think this could be because Edge is involved and AJ Styles, like they're, they're like, this is like, this is kind of on the level of putting like Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels together in 2005 mm-hmm. just yeah. because. Yep. You know what I mean? And that ended up being awesome. And they had three of those. So, yeah. Um, we're probably, I'm not going to be offensive, but we're probably going to skip this one. Uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella defending their tag team titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi and Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I like almost everybody in this match, but I just don't care about this tag match. And I feel like they were just like, all right, we need something for the women. Uh, let's just throw them all in this tag match when they could have done more stuff than that. But yeah, they had the women's tag team belt. I feel like it had me. When it first started, the WrestleMania that was at MetLife Stadium, thirty-five, yeah. I guess that was. I remember the match there that that night for the women's tag team championship was. I was invested, and it ended up being a pretty good match. Somewhere along the way, they kind of botched the presentation of the women's tag team championship, and it kind of just becomes not as crucial to the match, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Brian hit it right on the head. I think this this is exactly what this is. This is the it, if, this is like the women's battle royal, basically. Yeah. It's a tag team match. They just put, you know, eight. I don't think they have enough people left to fill out a battle royal, so they just put an eight people into this tag match. I mean, they threw Natalia in there at the very last second with Shayna Baszler as a team. Um, I'm assuming Tamina was busy with 24 seven stuff, so I guess she was not available for this. I, I don't know. Um, and again, what is Bailey and Oscar doing? I don't know where they're at. Uh, the point is. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to pass up this one. I probably would have been interested in seeing how Sasha Banks and Naomi did if this was just a straight-up match. Yeah, and Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are good to, at, good at, as wrestlers, but Rhea Ripley just had a whole – this is how – okay, Dexter, let me put it this way for you, for stories that make no sense. We just spent weeks, if you were watching, watching Rhea Ripley get mad about her former tag team partner, how she didn't want to be in a tag team anymore, and she was done with her only for her to find a new tag team partner because now she wants to be in a tag team again and now go for tag team championships in a span of weeks. So it was like, I don't want to do this, but I want to do this. I'm confused. You go watch it now. I'm like, I, I don't understand what they were trying to do. Rhea Ripley, was, right. she was fighting, Rhea Ripley was fighting for the title last year. Like, this, that's why this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And all, all eight of these women are singles wrestlers. None of them are tag team wrestlers. None of them are tag team wrestlers. Got they, it. they just threw them okay. in. They had the iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, a lot of people love Peyton Royce. And they broke the and they broke them up and then they cut them. And mm-hmm. that was like a real women's tag team. Like they won the tag team titles. They were always together. 
I mean, Queen Zelina and Carmela have become like a team because they're both annoying. And I love Zelina. She's Puerto Rican. She's from New York. You already know. But like, I just, this match is like, whatever. I kind of hope like half of these women end up becoming big single stars after this. I'm still holding out hope for Shayna Baszler because she's a fucking murderer, but they don't want to, they haven't pushed her. So yeah. I'm with you on that. Main event. Here we go. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. WWE champion Brock Lesnar versus. I'm not watching this. Universal. Yeah, we know. <laughs> versus <laughs> Universal champion Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman uh, has been a big component of this, and he he's just awesome. Uh, he's right now on Roman Reigns' side. He's betrayed Brock Lesnar, and you know that was a big debate. Whose side is he going to choose? And he's on uh, for now Roman Reigns' side. This is winner take all. Champion versus champion. The winner will be the undisputed champion, which we have not seen at a WrestleMania for a long time. So, I mean, we're obviously interested in this, right? Yes, a hundred percent. And I don't know who's going to win. I know who I'd like to see win, uh, but I, I'm not sure. I don't know who's going to win this. And for a main event, it's nice to not know, and it's nice to not be quite sure what's going to happen. I think Roman Reigns wins this. That's my opinion. I think Roman Reigns wins this because I think he's champion for another year until we get wow. to. Have- year that's just my thought because there's a cousin of his that probably wants to fight him for the championship in los angeles i'm just saying yeah next doesn't know who i'm talking about he should no know what I'm talking about you don't the know rock. who the cousin is the no. rock. The rock. Oh, oh yeah oh. roman reigns samoan uh so, he's from the samoan so, lineage yeah. so i'm clear on what kurt said uh, kurt, are, kurt are you alluding that they would stretch this out with his story to bring the rock back into the ring to then fight him oh i'm here for that I'm, that sounds like a good story. Why don't they, why don't they hire you to write, Kurt? How about that? Well, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, some of us thought that this were gonna this was going to happen this year. Right. But The Rock is, I guess, busy or whatever, and maybe they'll do it in L.A. because, you know, that's that's more his backyard than Dallas. Yeah. What, what were you going to say, Dan? I'm sorry. I didn't hear well, you. We've seen the year-long build with The Rock already on two occasions. Mm-hmm. So why can't we not watch this match thinking that at the end of it, we're going to see The Rock Next Sunday night, you know, show oh. up and kind of start that year-long setup to next year where WrestleMania is at a more convenient location for him to arrive at, L.A., and have the actual match there, right? I mean, that's what we're hoping for. And and, and the point that Kurt was talking about to me, like, <laughs> it's funny. As Kurt's kind of putting the pieces together and they're making more and more sense, I'm like, stop doing that because you, you really want to – if you want to, you can unveil the puzzle. But yes, want to. You know, like oh, he's head right. clear. Point. You can have Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns, and we'll be like, nobody would bat an eye. Roman Reigns has been champion for over a year. He's beaten everybody. So you, again, to you're telling you're telling that story. You want to tell the story. Roman Reigns beats everybody. He's nobody can beat him. He's beaten everybody who's come up. But here's the Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm here for this. I'm. Sign me up for that. I'm well, here for in this. the level of difficulty, like it's there for this match. That's what makes it so interesting to me. We've seen this match as the WrestleMania main event. I literally lost count. I know it's more than two. Is it three, Kurt? Uh, the one in Florida, the one in New Orleans. There was one in New Orleans. Whatever. We've seen it a couple times in this very spot. Difference is the first one. And not, and not champion versus champion, but yes. We right. Well, that's what I'm saying. They found ways yeah. to still get me invested and pumped up for this yeah and and roman reigns has been basically the best heel in wrestling since he became a heel like he's been awesome he's he's a dick but he's so he's so detestable but like 
if you're into that stuff as a wrestling character, you love him. Like I, I watch SmackDown sometimes just to see what he's gonna do, and then I'll come out depending on what the rest of the show is gonna be. Oh, uh, Roman Reigns has been champion by the way for over 570 days uh, wow. straight because he won a title August 30th of 2020. We were still like wow. really in the pandemic at that point. He had beaten yeah. Bray Wyatt, who's no longer with the company. Yes, Dan. 570 days, like you said. Yeah. That was actually also the last time Dexter watched wrestling. 570 <laughs> days ago. <laughs> it doesn't right. count. It doesn't count that I just watched the uh, Bianca Belair clip. Does that count as me watching wrestling? You seriously like if if you if you want like at, there's a, at, before we get out of here because we do have to get out of here. We've gone long. There is an NXT show the day before, is there not? Right, guys? Yeah, like in the afternoon. We were talking about it. at noon. Noon. Yeah. Okay. Saturday. That's what I thought. What, which which day is that? That's Saturday at noon, you said? Yes. Because okay. Saturday noon, because on Friday night, the night before is SmackDown and the Hall that's of Fame right. ceremony inter- inducting The Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. Oh. Somebody who Dexter knows, I'm hoping, also. I did, and I actually did a did a video on this uh, at at my new job. You know, because <laughs> wrestling does make the news. You know, we we do deliver the news of wrestling sometimes. You know, as you guys know, sitting behind the end, you can try. Right? So that's right. Which I, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Stand and deliver is the event. Uh, that's the NXT event. Oh, that that's actually relevant because that's going to be the noon before. So there's going to be a lot of fucking wrestling on Saturday. Uh, Braun Breaker is also one of these big stars in NXT that they're pushing. Who's very young. He is the son of Rick Steiner. Mm. So he's the nephew of Scott Steiner. His name sucks, but like he's awesome. Uh, I think he should just be Braun Steiner. I don't know why he's not Braun Steiner. That's a whatever. strong wrestling name, Braun Steiner. I could rock with that. But he's Braun Breaker with two Ks. But yo, he he's one of these it factor dudes. Like he just you watch him and he just has it. You know, Brian. You didn't mention one thing. I want to ask you if you think it's going to happen. Mm. Are we seeing Cody Rhodes this weekend? Ah, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins this weekend. I hope, I hope, I hope so. I kind of feel like they want to do it the Raw after, but like I, I hope that he because Seth Rollins, right? This has been the thing, guys. Is Seth Rollins? He he has nothing to do for WrestleMania, which is crazy because he's still one of the best wrestlers in the company, even though he he's annoying a lot of people just with his character. But he has nothing to do for WrestleMania, so you figure he's just going to come out. And then Cody Rose confronts him, and then we have something. I don't know if it's going to be a match, but we have something, right? That's my opinion. And yeah. Dex, just so you know, Cody Rhodes is one of the creators and stars of AEW. Yeah, I, I do. I actually do know who he is. I yeah, actually yeah. do know who he is. Look, I blew your mind here. I actually do know who he is. Son of dust. That's crazy. Um, no, this would be the first name going the other way. Right. The first person going the other direction after so many people have gone the other way. So this would be a huge deal. Plus, it would set the stage for perhaps other people to follow in the past. Mm. That goes. So, but also, it would just to me, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins would just be a really fantastic match. So, I would, just, I just want to see it. So, that's just my thought. Walter, who's now named Gunther, also has a match on NXT. I forgot about. He has a match uh, NXT Santa Deliver against LA Knight and other people that a lot of guys are high on who I haven't seen too much of yet on the new NXT. But I hear a lot of good things about him, uh, even from Jim Cornette, who's very hard to impress. Uh, and there's also this match is interesting to me. The, the fatal five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Oh, Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes, uh, who's one of their bright young stars. He's the champion right now. Um, Santos Escobar is in that match. Grayson Waller. Uh, Cameron Grimes is in it. So, yeah. I mean, there's NXT, I think, is going to uh, stand and deliver, I hope. You, you just say ladder match to me. I'm in. 
<laughs> not say anything else. I'm kind of the same way usually. Watch Kurt and Dexter in a ladder match. <laughs> what are you doing? You want you want who in a ladder match? Me and who? And I would watch that. Oh, Kurt okay. Oh, okay. Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, Kurt's got the advantage of me. He's already been slammed by a 350 pound man. He's got the he's got more experience inside the ring than me. So you might want to throw your money on Kurt. Five minutes more experience, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, there you go, Dex. Are you are you sold at all? Yo, okay, so I'm sold. This has been a very productive podcast. Um, you know, really glad to have two of my friends here uh, in journalism, sports journalism, that I go way back with to do this. Um, this has been a long time coming. I'm going to watch. Uh, I do have to work this weekend, but I'm going to figure out ways to watch my daughter. In fact, I'm going to try to show her this Bianca Belair clip when we get out of here. I don't want her to start whipping other kids at school with, with her hair. So that might be bad. But no, I'm seriously, in all seriousness, I, I'm, I'm sold. Um, this sounds like some good, good matchups. There sounds like some intriguing storylines down the road yeah. um, that could even you know be better. But here's the thing. And I think Dan and Kurt hit on this in the beginning. And I, I'm saying this with all seriousness. The one thing I did enjoy about wrestling growing up was the characters mixed with the storylines. And obviously, as a journalist, we like stories. We like telling stories, right, guys? So we like to see good stories. No matter, even though we know there's a level of ridiculousness to wrestling, which is fine, um, I think with good stories, that could be good. So if I tune in and watch this and I see very good athletes combined with good stories, you'll have me tuning in for some more. That's that's all I ask. You you, you deliver some of that. I see that in WrestleMania. I'll be I'll be back. Uh, unpredictability, right? Unpredictability. I saw the Knicks posters behind you. When were the Knicks the best? The 90s. When you didn't know if the coach was going to end up hanging off somebody's leg in the second quarter of like the 40th game of the regular season. Unpredictability is what we need. And that was what I was say, Dex. That, isn't that what makes the NBA great and the right matchup and the right thing is the story between the two people? Isn't that Absolutely. I mean, where we're talking about that? A game between two really good teams is great, but if you've got two teams who hate each other, or you've it's got even better, you got even better, it's yeah. even better. And that's exactly what I'm to get at. That's what makes it special, and that's what's great. Yeah, man. I, I know. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come back in the fall. So now I could be texting Kurt or Dan and letting them like, yo, they're gonna be it's gonna blow their mind, folks. It's gonna blow yes. their mind in 2022. I'll be texting Brian or Kurt or Dan, like, yo, did you see this match? And they're gonna be like, Man, I didn't even see it yet. How'd you see it? There you go. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is Kurt Semder, Dan Seraphin. Catch them on News 12. Unfortunately, they don't get to report on wrestling. But you never know. You might see Kurt or Dan getting slammed again by somebody in the Bronx. I hope not that for them, but you, you yeah. never know. Guys, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you so much for talking about wrestling. I don't think we've ever talked this much wrestling on the yeah, podcast. <laughs> uh, hopefully the next what, What's the next big wrestling thing after uh, WrestleMania? SummerSlam? We got SummerSlam coming up. What's, what's the next big thing? SummerSlam is August. I think AEW does. I think their signature event is like in May. In okay. May, all out from Vegas. Is it all okay. in or all out? I lost track. Double or nothing from Vegas is coming up. All or nothing. All or nothing in no, Vegas. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay, double or nothing. SummerSlam from Dan, where? SummerSlam is from Memphis. No, oh, yeah, Nashville. 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 Okay. Nashville. SummerSlam is in Nashville. Yes. We might, we might have to have you guys back on for SummerSlam to talk some more huh? wrestling. Look at, look at that. See, I'm growing, Brian. We're talking more wrestling. It's growth. Well, it's SummerSlam, growth. Is, SummerSlam is the. I would say third biggest event. So yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I'm assuming Royal Rumble is still number two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, okay. I mean, it's yeah, just, okay. sometimes it's number one. Honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Growing up, that was my favorite. Depending on who's coming back, like yeah. uh, the Royal Rumble. I mean, this year wasn't great, you know. Right. But 
WrestleMania, I think, will make up for it. This card is actually legitimately like good outside of maybe a couple things I probably don't care for. But yeah. Well, thank you to everybody for watching or listening. Again, that is Kurt Semder, Dan Serafin. He's Brian Fonseca. Continue to follow us, support us. You know where to do all that. I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.